I want to continue with this message. Um, just can't wait to share this. And I just pray that God will give you understanding because I believe that this message will change your life and the way you view Christianity, the way you view yourself as a Christian is so important. Father, I just, I just ask that your Holy Spirit will speak to our hearts tonight from your word and minister to us the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. I titled the, this message, The Believer's Power and Authority. Notice I didn't say the pastor's power and authority. I didn't say the evangelist's power and authority. We didn't say anything about the 30-year-old Christian power and authority. Don't matter when you got saved, you have power and authority from our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me share this scripture with you. It's so important. In Matthew 28, beginning from verse 18, it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, This is after Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus came to them and he spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. There is no authority left anywhere else. There is no other authority anywhere in the universe. Both the authority in heaven and on earth have been delivered into the hands of Jesus. Jesus had authority in heaven before he came to the world. The only place he didn't have full authority was in this world where we live. And through his death, and when God raised him from the dead, he gained back that authority. So there is no authority, no power left anywhere in the universe. Everything Jesus got. And so he announced this to his disciples. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Where we live right now, on earth. Go therefore, in other words, this is very important, please notice what he's saying has been given to me. He didn't, you, he didn't say us, right? But please understand the scriptures here because this is very important. He said, all authority has been given to me, but then he said, go. There is a mystery here that I want to unveil later because the authority, let me put it this way, was not just for him, for himself. We got this authority together with him. So he is saying, all authority, both in heaven and on earth, now belongs to us. And because we have it, you go. And there's nothing that's going to be able to stop you. No devil, no wish, no wish doctor, nothing can stop you. Go and you will make disciples of all nations. All nations, including Muslim nations, all nations, we have the power to make, and the authority to make disciples anywhere in the world. Covered, it don't matter where. We can make disciples. We have that authority given to us. We can make disciples. He says, go, make disciples. No doubt about that. 
of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And that's what we're teaching for you to observe what Jesus has commanded us. And he said, Lo, I will be with you. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. How many know that Peter is no longer here? Paul is no longer here. John is no longer here. But then he said, I will be with you until the end of the age. So who was he talking to? You. He was talking to you. Not just those that he could see with his eyes. And it doesn't matter if you are a believer, he's talking to you. He's talking to you. You have that authority to go in his name. And nothing can stand in your way. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can frustrate you. You got that? With him. I will be with you even to the end of the age. I am with you. Let me let you know this. Everywhere you go, especially when you are opening your mouth to speak about Jesus to an individual, trying to make a disciple standing right by you, is Jesus of Nazareth himself, who is risen from the dead, standing right there with you. You can't see him, but he's giving you his promise, and he won't fail in his promise. He is standing with you everywhere you go. So you got that authority. Now, what Satan wants to do is this. Satan wants to keep the believer. This is his only assignment on the, in the universe today. He is not after the world. He's got them. His only assignment is your life. And my life, his only assignment is to keep you ignorant of this fact. He doesn't want you to know it. Because he knows if you get to know it and believe it and act on it, he is totally undone. He knows it. So his only battle is to keep you ignorant of this fact. That's, that's all he's doing today. He don't have to eat lunch. He doesn't need any dinner. All he's after is you and me. But he really cannot do anything to you. All he can do to you is to keep you ignorant. And if you escape being ignorant and you know the word, he wants you to believe that, yes, this is true, but it doesn't work in your case. You're different. It can work for the others. It can work for pastor. And this evangelist, but in your case, you are a little different, it doesn't work. So he immobilizes you so that you don't act with the authority that Jesus already delivered to you. And you see nothing, and you are just totally ordinary, looking up to mere men, men like you who are doing things because they know. So that's his only assignment, to keep you ignorant. In Isaiah chapter 5 verse 13, it says this. Therefore, my people have gone into captivity as long as you are ignorant. My people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. As long as you have no knowledge or you have knowledge that you haven't accepted and believed in, you will stay in captivity. That's what he's saying. That's Satan's thing. He doesn't want Christians to know. He wants them to be arguing, you know, with each other. I don't believe that. I believe this. I don't believe that. Fighting with each other because he doesn't want them to accept the truth. 
Because he knows if you know the truth, then he can't do anything about it anymore. So people of God, God's people are staying in captivity because they have no knowledge. God's will is for you to be totally free. But Satan wants to keep you ignorant so he can keep you in captivity. But Jesus puts it this way. John chapter 8 verse 32. You shall know the truth and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. That's what Jesus said. Once you know the truth and you believe the truth, the next step is acting on the truth. If you don't act on the truth that you believe, you don't really believe. It's that situation where I that I mentioned before where you know that's the truth. But in my case, it doesn't work. It will not work. If you allow Satan to persuade you and keep you in that place, you'll never see the supernatural hand of God. You always have to act on it. You always have to act on it. You know, the disciples prayed. They said, Lord, stretch out your hands. That signs and miracles be done in the name of your holy child, Jesus Christ, they said. But when they prayed for themselves, give us boldness. We need the boldness to act. If we don't believe it enough to boldly act, you don't see any sign. You don't see any miracle. You don't see something change in your life because you are afraid. And what that is, is Satan has kept you ignorant of the fact, of the truth. And you have no strength. You have no strength. So once you know the truth and you believe the truth, nobody can keep you down. doesn't matter what area of truth that you log into. Once you get your hands on the truth, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You can't have Jesus and be bound. He is the truth. You can't have him and be bound. It says, if the Son of Man, therefore, will make you free, you will be free indeed. You can read that in John, John chapter 8. You will be free indeed. So that's what the enemy wants to do, to keep the believer ignorant. Fighting about little things and all of that, instead of really focusing on being free and making disciples for the Lord Jesus Christ. What we need to do is to be strong. Amen. To be strong. Now, in, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, it says, Finally, my, breth my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Notice the scripture didn't say, Be strong in yourself. And in the power of your might. He says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We're coming to that. I'm going to share with you later how you can become strong in the power of his might. What you need to do to strengthen yourself in the power of his, of his might is there in the scriptures. Amen? I want to show that to you. He says, be finally... <laughs> 
be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, not put on your own armor. The armor of God, not the armor of your wisdom and your understanding, not in the armor of your experience, is the armor of God. So we need to be strong in the Lord. The one who has knowledge is strong. Amen. So we need to be strong in the Lord. The only way you can be strong in the Lord is through revelation. Knowing the truth. There are a lot of words that have been spoken. But it is revelation. Because faith only comes through revelation. Many people have read through the scriptures and they've read many times. They don't understand anything. They can't do anything supernatural. We're coming to that. And so when you hear somebody says, well, I'm going to go out there and lay my hands and heal the person. And say, well, you don't heal the person. God heals. Well, God didn't say he'll heal. God said you heal. Amen. Read the scriptures. Read the scriptures. He gave you the authority to do it. And until you believe that you have the power to do it, and you can do it in his name, you never do it. You never. That's the truth. Once you get the revelation, you know who is doing it. You don't get the glory to yourself because you know. But you still know that you have been strengthened with his might. You know that. And you can go out with that. Amen? You know that. So we need revelation. The first revelation we need is that God has blessed us. Amen? Every one of us blessed. Everyone, there are a lot of things I want to share, and I'm, they're, they're, little by little, but I want, I, finally, when this is over, I'm going to try to put them all together so you understand. This thing about being strengthened in his mind, we'll come into that later. The authority, we'll come into that. But you need to understand that you are blessed of God once you are a believer. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 1 verse 3, it said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has, not going to, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. You're blessed spiritually. You cannot be dry spiritually. Because God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. You are a blessed person. God blessed you. You may not feel blessed. Feelings have nothing to do with this. God, let God be true and every man a liar. And your feelings a lie also. Because God has said you are blessed. And, and, and I start wondering, why heavenly places? I, we live on the earth, right? 
why did he bless us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places? And why, why spiritual blessings? We want to see them in the natural, right? But let me let you know this first. Everything that you see came from the spirit world. And so when God really wants to bless a man, he doesn't just put it through just in the natural. The real blessing is in the spirit realm. And we manifest in the natural realm. When you are blessed just in the natural realm, Satan can take it away from you. But when it comes from the supernatural realm, from the heavenly places, no man can take it away from you. God kept it there. Satan cannot touch it. But you have access. Amen? You have access to your blessing. If you know them. If you know them. So that you can free yourself. Amen? So God has blessed us. Secondly, the enemy cannot stop your blessing. The enemy cannot stop your blessing. But that's what he seeks to do. Don't have the power to. We're talking about authority here. Power and authority. Satan doesn't have the power to stop your blessings, but he wants to stop it. And unfortunately for many Christians, he is doing that. Why? They have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. God's people. Yes, God's people. They've gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. But 1 John 4 verse 4 tells us this. You are of God. Hey, wake up. <laughs> you are of God. That means something. You are not ordinary. You are of God. You belong to God in the world. Everyone in the world doesn't belong to God. You are different. You are of God. Little children. And have overcome them. Who are we talking about? If you read a few uh, scriptures before this, it's talking about demons, devils, and evil spirits. You have, not going to, you have overcome them. How? Through the authority that God gave to you. You have overcome them. And it tells you why. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You know what that implies? You are not in the world. Amen. Can you see it? Yes, you live in the world, but you are not of the world. You are of God. That's different. The world cannot touch you. The world cannot touch you. As long as you keep seeing yourself like every other man in the world, not a child of God, born of the Spirit of God, not supernatural. There's a part of you that's supernatural, and until you become conscious of it, you live an ordinary life, tossed to and fro, worrying constantly, unsettled, confused, bound, it's in chain, asking for somebody to pray for you, running to and fro. Well, I'm not going to call any pastor. Please pray, lay your hands, unless the situation calls for it. No. I know my God. I belong to his family. He'll take care of his own. Amen? There is no father who will see his son hurting and look the other way. 
He's not going to, God cannot do that. God said, you being evil, you know how to do good things for your children. How much more? God himself. You are of God. If you have received Christ as your Lord and Savior, you belong to the family of God. Live like one, a member of the family. Not full of fear. It's amazing. Satan is supposed to be fleeing from us, but many of us are saying, I'm running, I'm, I'm, I'm running. Where are you running? I'm running because the devil is running after me. You should be chasing him, not him chasing you. That's just the truth. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. God's not going to do anything about the devil. He's already done everything he has to do about the devil. Read the scriptures. Read the scriptures. Peter said the same thing. He says, resist him steadfastly in the faith. Not God, you resist the devil. God doesn't do anything about, God's not going to do anything about the devil on the earth. He gave you the authority. You resist him, and he, but God says he will flee from you as with terror. Frightened of you. That's what the scripture says. So the enemy cannot do anything to us. Every time he sees you, he sees the one that you are carrying. Amen? And he recognizes that the one that's in you is greater than him. Far greater. But if you don't know it, he knows you don't know it by your actions, your attitude, your words. He knows. And he's going to take you captive. Instead of you putting him in chains, he's putting you in chains. And you are complaining to pastor and calling your friends. Keep it up. There's no room for that. You have overcome them. You are of God. It don't matter when you became a child of God. If you are of God, you have already overcome the evil one. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. They can't keep you down. They can't make you sick. They can't hurt your finances. They can't hurt your children. The Bible says, don't make room for the devil. Resist him. Many of us have a living, you have your guest room in our home where the devil lives. You've welcomed him into your life. Show him where to go. Write him the quick notice. And tell him his, his time is up. Let him get out of your life. Because you have the authority. You have the authority. Every child of God has this authority. Don't matter if you were born again today. I'd like to turn to this scripture again. Please turn with me to Mark chapter 16. Mark 16. Beginning from verse uh, beginning from verse uh, fifteen, it 
It says, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. How many are believers here tonight? Hey, if you believe, you are saved. Amen? That means you are a believer. <laughs> I like that word, believer. A believer is not just the one who believes that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead. A believer is also the one who, who believes that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that Jesus is still healing today. That's a believer. And the believer is the one who knows God is God, and he cannot lie. A believer is the one that's trusting God's word. He says, he, says, he, he says in verse 16, He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. Guess what the first sign is? How many believers do we have here today? Hallelujah. I like it. Raise your hand. Let me see your hand. Oh, good. How many unbelieving believers do we have here today? <laughs> Excuse me. And these signs shall follow those who believe. What's the first sign? What's the first sign? They'll cast out devils. You have the right and the power as a believer, the authority to cast them out anytime you want. You have been given the power and the authority of heaven and earth. All authority has been delivered to me in heaven and on earth. Now you go, that's saying you take the place of Jesus. And so when they see you coming, they're saying, have you come to destroy us before the time? That's the first sign. And most of our troubles caused by demons. Manipulating a husband and wife, constantly fighting and biting at one another and all of that, confusion in the church and all. Guess who is behind all of those? Demons. <laughs> that Jesus gave us the right as a believer. Don't matter when you got saved. If you are a believer right here, you can cast them out. You can cast them out. I remember I was in uh, my, probably one of my first few times in Houston from College Station. I was right by the Astrodome there. And uh, my friend, the mother, a uh, Christian scientist, but she had practiced all this uh, Eastern meditation and stuff and invited a lot of demons into her. And he, he saw me from A&M and said, please, uh, uh, Brother Goodluck, please come and help me. I think my mother is possessed. And uh, uh, we want, please help me we get the demons out. The husband, who is a Christian scientist, he looked at us like, I think you guys have lost your mind. Uh, There's nothing like that, because that's what the way they believe. No spirit, none of that kind of stuff. But I took the mother with the son back to some hotel up the, uh, close by the Astrodome. I didn't know Houston well then, but I, I remember the Astrodome, so I knew around where I was. And um, I was reading scriptures. To the mom, just to get her ready for the deliverance. And I was sitting on the bed. She was sitting on a chair. And all of a sudden, she calmly looked at me and said, You can't cast me out. 
you don't have the power. Nobody was talking about casting out any devil. I mean, I, I didn't invite that kind of statement from my mouth. And, but you know, whenever you go in the name of God, guess who is there with you? Jesus. He gave me the right things to say immediately. I replied, I said, well, I know you are a demon and I'm a man, you know. I don't have the power to wrestle with a demon that I can see. Then I told the demon, I said, but, you know, Jesus has given me the authority to cast you out. And I'm going to cast you out. What do you have to say about that? She, t- she came back into herself. And we started praying for her. And she was manifesting and growling and just claw, you know, clawing at the carpet. And the son said, let's take her home. I want her husband to see this because he doesn't believe. I said, whatever you want. And we went to, to their home. And he started talking to his stepfather about mom has this spirit. And you can see the disdain in his face. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he said, uh, uh, luck. let's pray now. And he, he sat in his chair and turned his back facing the other way. But once he heard his wife growling, he turned around and, huh? oh my God. That woke him up. I said to him, you need your wife delivered? Put her in the car and bring her to me in college station. I'll help her. Guess what he did? He, he drove her there. Oh yes. He was fully convinced. Amen. We have the authority. Hey, I wasn't a pastor then, okay? Hello, I wasn't a pastor, just a member of a church. You can do the same thing. Because that's the sign that follows the believer. If you are a believer and Jesus cannot lie, every believer, don't matter when they got saved, yesterday or last week or 30 years ago, don't matter. Are you a believer? You have been given the authority to speak to demonic forces. And if you suspect them that they are harassing you and coming into your home, don't call for the pastor. You got the authority. Speak to them with boldness and they'll leave you alone. They'll flee. They'll flee. It's the truth. It's the truth. They'll flee from you. We just need to know that. You know, the greatest thing we need is revelation from God. It looks like I have a lot of time to preach tonight. All we need is revelation. And that's what Paul recognized in the early church. That Christians need revelation. I'm going to share a scripture with you. The way Paul was praying for the believers. And I encourage you. If you want to be strengthened with might, pray the scripture. You know, a lot of people pray the prayer that Jesus gave his disciples, our Father which art in heaven. But when you read in Acts of the Apostle, read the whole from chapter 1 to chapter 28, you never see any of them. Repeating that prayer. 
I used to marvel, why don't they repeat the prayer? Jesus gave that to them. Well, he was just giving them the blueprint of prayer. How to pray. But this is a prayer that the Holy Spirit recorded for us as Christians. And Paul was praying for the Christians in his time constantly for this. And I'm going to go through this, but I encourage you to to pray this prayer constantly and watch what God will do with your life. Watch what God will do with your life. I started praying these prayers a long time when I was in Georgia. I have two of them that I want to share with you. And then move on to the scriptures. I started praying this prayer then. And all of a sudden, it's not like I knew something hit me on the head. I just could understand scriptures. I, can, I could tie them together. And I can remember them. It's a big transformation. It, that's why... You have a pastor, so I can give you what God's done, what God's shown me. And I believe that if you faithfully follow through, you'll begin to see a major difference in your life. I used to really wonder in those days, how do these people know God speaking to them? He'll show you as you pray these prayers to him. First prayer I want to share with you concerning understanding the authority you have and the might that you have in your life to actually make the devil as if he doesn't exist. There was a time in my life when I was so scared of Satan. And all you talk about Satan, 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 the way I live my Christian life is as if he doesn't exist. And if he bothers me, I know exactly what to do. My thing is my relationship with God himself. That's what's important to me. How I relate with God and how I relate to my fellow man. God, fill my life with love for my brothers and my sisters in Christ. That's important to me. Not get rid of Satan that's bothering me. No, he cannot bother me. I'll bother him. He just don't have the authority or the right to bother me. But I have the authority and the right to bother him. And get some people from his kingdom. That will bother him. But it says in uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 3, beginning for verse 14, Paul says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant you, that's for Christians now, that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with what? With might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Here He's praying for them because this is very important. If you're going to do spiritual warfare, if you are going to come against the devil with, his, with your authority, in, in uh, Ephesians chapter 6, be strong in the Lord, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand all the words of the enemy. This is what Paul is saying. I'm praying to my God daily for you. I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. It says that he will grant you. 
to be strengthened with might through his spirit in your inner man. Not in your mind. In your inner man. To be strengthened with the might of God in your inner man. That's spiritual strength. It's more than natural strength. This is spiritual wisdom. Wisdom is the primary thing. This is spiritual wisdom. It comes from the Father. Strengthened with might in your inner man through the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit has a role in it. Read my book. I talked about praying in tongues. <laughs> so important. If you want to be strengthened with might in your inner man. Not the outer man. The inner man. So that you can put on the whole armor of God. If you, don't, if you are not strengthened with might in your inner man, you will be like, like uh, what's his name? David. Remember when he was wearing uh, Paul's armor? I mean Saul's armor. And he says, I can't go with this. I mean, that thing was too heavy for the fellow. No use to it. To be strengthened with might in your inner man through the Spirit of God. For what purpose? That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, through faith. I thought you already received Christ. Hello? I thought you already received Christ as your Lord and Savior. Why is he praying that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith? Only through faith Christ will dwell in your heart and be at rest in your life. So that you know your authority. You are strong in the Lord. Amen? That's the only way. That's the only way. That Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. And that you, being rooted and grounded in love. How? When Christ dwells in your heart through faith, then you are rooted and grounded in love. Amen. We don't have this. That's why so many Christians, some of them are so flaky. Rooted and grounded in love. When you are rooted and grounded in love, then you are able to comprehend with all the saints, what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of God which passes knowledge? That you might be filled with all the fullness of God. If you are full with all the fullness of God, you are almost like Him, right? If you got all the... This is scripture. This is not good luck speaking. This is scripture. God wants you to be so full with all the fullness of God. So when the devil sees you coming, he says, here comes trouble. What are we going to do now? But you have to desire it. 
In those days, I used to say, well, Paul used to pray this prayer for them. Now he's dead. Who is going to pray this for me? So that I might be strengthened in my inner man. That Christ may dwell in my heart through faith. So that I will be able to comprehend with all the saints. The width, the length, the depth, and the height of the love of God that passes knowledge. So that I can be full, full, filled with all the fullness of God in my life. We got to pray this prayer. And then Paul went on. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think. According to what? According to the power that's at work in us. To be strengthened with might. That's the power. So all of these things happen, the things that you receive from God, they come because of the power that's in your inner man. If it's not working in your inner man, then God cannot do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask or think, because it's, the working is not that great inside of you. Amen. Amen. But thank God we can pray this prayer. Amen. We can say these prayers to God. The Holy Spirit recorded this so that we pray this over our lives and God who answers prayers will begin to strengthen our inner man through His Holy Spirit and then Christ lives in our heart by faith and then we are filled with all the fullness of God and then all of these things will begin to happen. God will do way above what we ask or think. According to the workings of his mighty power in us. It says, to him be glory. I like this part here. To him be glory. Where? In the church. Through. By Jesus Christ. Right? Glory in the church. In the church. Glory in the church. Through Jesus Christ. To all generations, right? Forever and ever. Amen. Glory in the church. God received glory in the church through Jesus Christ. But the glory comes from the church. It's all with the church. He does all of these things for him to get glory. Remember last week I said, Jesus said, whatever you ask, I will do it, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, by Christ in the church. This is where God gets his glory. What's happening in your life? The mind in your life. That's where he gets glory. As you step out and God's giving you everything that you ask and he goes beyond that. He goes exceedingly, abundantly over that so that God gets glory in the church by his son. That the father be glorified in the son. In the son. 
So I encourage you, pray this prayer. I got it memorized. And I pray it. And I tell you, as you pray this prayer, and, and the Holy Spirit will come, and then pray in the Spirit through you, and you keep praying as you stay with it. And I have other scriptures I can share with you. But as you stay with it, God will begin to strengthen you in your inner man. And before you know, you have no respect for the devil anymore. No fear. No fear. By the grace of God and by his blessings in my life, there is no way Satan knows it. Even if he appears in my room, I won't even blink. He says, that's oh, it's you again. That's all I'll say. There's no need to be afraid of him. He has been defeated, soundly defeated. But if you don't know it, just the what you hear in the world, the devil, the devil, the devil, there is, it's as if he doesn't exist. Jesus destroyed his power totally when he went to the cross. And if we know the truth, the truth makes us free. Why? Because the truth and Jesus, the one. Jesus makes us free. Amen. I still got some time. <laughs> I guess I better stop here before I bore you But I want you also to study and, and read the, a prayer from Ephesians chapter 1, beginning from verse 15 all the way through verse 23. And pray, this, pray that prayer. Because what we need is revelation. And I'm going to go into this and follow through with this. Because this scripture, I didn't want to go into it tonight. Because there are things I want to bring out there. That is so important for us. For you to see where God has placed you on the earth. And the honor God has placed upon your life. There's so much honor from God upon your life. If we knew it. I guess God veil, you know, veils this thing so we don't fully grasp it here. Otherwise, uh, you get a big head. <laughs> and then you get whipped. Because pride goes before a fall. <laughs> but God wants us to know it. When you are strengthened in the inner man, it doesn't get to your head. You know. And you know the source. Amen. Read that, 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 uh, this particular scripture, Ephesians chapter 1, beginning from verse 15 to 23. How God, Paul was praying that God would give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of their understanding being enlightened. So that they know the hope of your calling. The hope. There is a hope to your calling. Not when you get up there, but right here. And Satan is afraid of that hope you have in your life. He's scared of it. And I pray that God will reveal that to you. Amen? He'll reveal that to you so you have no fear. You can never be in want. Not as long as he lives. If you think that way, as a man thinks in his heart, but let the word transform your life. Amen? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we're coming to that transformation. And how God accomplished that so that you're different from the rest of them. Amen. Stand up with me tonight. I believe that God has shown you some things tonight. You know, I said I believe, not I know. <laughs> I believe that. But this is what I do know. 
that already in your heart there is faith. You may not feel it, but God's word cannot lie. He says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Once you receive the word of revelation, there is already faith in your life. Some of you, I believe right now you are waiting. I can't wait to get out of here. I got something to do. Yes. And guess what? Jesus said, lo, I am with you till the very end. So as you step out, he steps out with you. And we'll begin to see miracles. Amen? Let's welcome our God of miracles. He's in your life. You are a believer. Tell yourself, I'm a believer. No one can hurt me. I'm a believer. I believe in Jesus Christ. I cannot be hurt. Amen? Nobody can do it. If Satan can do it, no man can do it. And Satan really cannot do it. Father, I just want to thank you tonight. Thank you for your glorious word. It's so rich and so precious. And we thank you for the revelation of Jesus Christ. Thank you for sending your son to be our Lord, our head. The head of the church. And I want to give you praise tonight. Lord, I believe that you have blessed your people mightily tonight. That you have strengthened them in their inner man with might. And Lord, they will do exploits according to your word. And I want to thank you for the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that is so precious. In Jesus' name, and God's people said, Amen. God bless you.